Welcome to the Talking to Myself podcast back again. Thank you for um, tuning in. Host Malcolm Malcolm. Yeah, we, we've been having quite the time. We just had our spring break. Got a chance to see yeah, our spring family. Spring break is so lovely. Yeah, I, it was so nice to be able to go back, see family and friends, man. Like, I, I just can't, like, stress enough how important that was just in terms of keeping up my own. You know, we talked about last time, self-care. Self-care, just, yeah. Keeping up my own head and pushing through. We have, you know, just had like a really, really tough week and we only have a couple weeks left um, final in our last semester or our last semester until the summer. Um, and it's really only like six weeks left of school. I know in my school and the teachers line, we got a countdown. <laughs> go out of like all the days. <laughs> when do we get to send these kids back home? Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's so nice to have that break. And um, it was a little bit later. I, I don't know, it was a little bit later than uh, most other places in the country. I yeah, like. I it, was, uh, it was it was, was kind of late. It was around Easter time. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit sad because I didn't get to spend uh, Easter with my family. I had to come back like the day before so I could go to school the next day. Yeah. Um, and, of course, had all these plans to do all this work. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, right. Spring break, um, and then it just it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even try to fool myself. I was like, I'm not doing nothing over spring break. I think like I think it was like one day I tapped in and did some work. Yeah, actually I don't know. Lot. Malcolm yeah. says that, but then we were in class and everyone was like, "Oh man, I got this paper. I'm <laughs> stressing over it." And then you see Malcolm over there reading his book, listening to music, like not stressing at all. I was like. <laughs> I was like, are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, I'm good, dude. Like, you know, we, we, we out here. And I was like, yeah, uh, like, the way I do it, like, I just do a little bit every day. So, like, I try not to stress it and, like, be like, oh, yo, I have to do an hour worth of work today. It's kind of like, no, I just kind of do a little bit here and there. Exactly. A little bit here and there. And then by the time it comes, it's like, oh, wow, like, I'm almost done. Yeah, cool. Well, the way my schedule turned out, I needed a lot here and a lot there. <laughs> There's never really a little bit here and a little bit there. So, no. I definitely um, get that. Yeah, a little bit of a struggle, but um, yeah, now I think, I think honestly, uh, that first week back from spring break, I think that was the that was the worst of it, at least I think for me. I think the storm yeah. was weathered. Uh, now we have a few other sort of key assignments, big assignments to end out the, the semester, uh, but they seem, they seem a bit manageable. Yeah. Um, nothing too crazy, so should be ending out this, this semester pretty nice, so uh, hopefully, we'll do some more, uh, some more podcasts and have a little bit more free time to sort of, uh, you know, update all the social medias because uh, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that you know we want to try and incorporate those, um, you know, those pictures of our classrooms and some of the things we're doing uh, in, into uh, the discussion a little bit more, bringing in some group discussions. I know we're thinking about. Possibly do some doing the next week, but we'll have to let you guys know. Um, and so, yeah, one of the things that uh, I know that we were talking about, and I, I had the opportunity to talk, you know, while, while I was gone over spring break, I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to uh, my godfather. Uh, his name is Kevin Moore, and he has started his own school up in Austin. And uh, he has just been such an amazing resource for me personally, I know. Um, I'm really impressed by just some of the ways that he has chosen to set up his school. And I was asking him because I've been having some trouble with some of my students who I 
know that they can do the work, but then they, they seem to hit a block. You know, I don't know if you have had this experience, Malcolm, but you have, you have a student who um, seems to be doing just great, bubbly, fun student, and then they, they hit a block or they hit something that they just like don't know, yeah. and they they break down a little bit, and um, they start to just uh, you know pout and cry and say that they can't do it because it's too hard. Um, and so I was asking my godfather about this, and I was like, what do you do, Kevin, to, to handle those types of situations in your classroom? And how do you make sure that your student, one, feels supported, and two, uh, how do you like, discipline that behavior? How do you like rectify that behavior? And the thing he said to me, which I thought was so powerful, was um, you keep saying you. You keep saying you. What do you do as if this responsibility falls just on you as the teacher to, to rectify this or to, to uh, support your student. And I, he was like, I personally try to create or cultivate the mentality that um, we are a community and it is up to us as a community to support one another. So he told me that basically the story of the student, whenever she would run to a problem that was really difficult, she would just she would start sobbing, she would start crying. and you know, rather than, I guess, just, you know, telling her, you can do this work, like, you, you need to be doing this work, blah, 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 um, he would be pulled in the whole entire class. And I'm not talking, like, uh, shaming and, and saying, everyone, look at this, this is not how you should be doing, this is not how you should act, but getting the whole entire community of the classroom to sort of weigh in and to talk about, um, you know, who else is struggling with this problem? And if you are struggling, why are you choosing to react by continuing to work or pushing through rather than by crying because, um, yeah, well, like, why do, you, why do you make that decision? Why do you do that? And, you know, sort of pulling in everyone's opinions and ideas and thinking about it, like, as a collective and trying to hold the student accountable for their behavior as a collective, right, because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, he, was, he said that is her choice to yeah. react mm -hmm. in that way. And we need to be able to support our students in learning how to um, how to react because that's a learned skill is how to react to something difficult um, by persevering through it. That's not just something that is just inherent within you. Yeah. It's something that you learn through trial and error that you learn from practice. Uh, and I thought that was just like such an amazing mentality to take. And um, but it's not something that can be that can happen. Uh, just out of the blue. It's not something that can just it happen um, one day in your classroom. You just decide to do that. It's something that I feel like takes a lot of time and a lot of intentionality around setting up that sort of culture in your classroom. What do you, what do you feel about that? Yeah, um, and I think like something like that I try to like get my kids to understand, I think like it starts with like your choices. Like you said, like kids have to learn the power of their choices and um, I don't think they're taught yeah, like you said it's not inherent to know like you know self-regulation and self-monitoring um, and these things that we talk about like, like these concepts um, and it definitely starts with the classroom culture so like I have kids like that too like you know they'll get a certain math task or reading writing task like I got one student and he like he hates having to sound out his words and like figure out how to spell something. Yeah, no, so he'll, he'll 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 start like writing and he'll be like he'll raise his hand and he'll be like Mr. Malcolm, how do you spell so and so word? 
And, you know, I tell them, you know, I'll say the word slowly. I'll be like, what, pay attention to what letters do you hear? What, what letters do you hear? What do you think it starts with? And he'll just, like, smack his lips, roll his eyes, and just give up. And he'll just be like, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to write then. Like, if I have to figure out how to spell this, I just won't write. And so what I do is I'll give him a couple minutes and I say, I'll come back, you know, when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll sit there for, like, two or three minutes and I'll come back and he still won't be working. And so I'll tell him, I'll be like, look, you know, you have 15 minutes left to finish this assignment. And I'll be like, you know, it's, I'm going to let you know that it's your choice. You can either, you know, get your attitude together, get your mind right, do this work, you know, figure out how to spell this word. I'll help you out. I'm not just going to tell you how to spell it, but we can work through it together. But you have 15 minutes. It's your choice. You can choose not to do it. You know, that's fine. I'm not going to force you to do your work, you know. Um, and so, you know, he'll, he'll wait a little bit. And then, you know, some, some days he, he won't do it. You know, he won't do it. So he won't do his work. And in those instances, I think it's like a learning moment where, you know, I'll be collecting the papers and he won't want to turn his in because he knows he didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, well, remember, I told you that it was your choice, right? You chose to sit there and not do your work. So now the consequence is that, yes, you have to turn in this assignment. It's not finished. Um, and, you know, that will click for him. You know, he'll be like, you know, dang, like I should have done my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then other days, you know, he'll be like, okay, I hear an S. I think it starts with the S. I'll be like, okay, cool. Now, what vowel sound do you hear? And he'll start piecing it together and we'll work through it. He'll spell the word and he'll get right back to work. Um, but it's like a day in and a day out thing. I think we're students, you like that student you said, like, you know, certain days, yeah, she's going to be frustrated. She's going to be upset, but she has to start learning that it's like, yeah, like it's her choice to decide mm-hmm. whether or not, okay, there's two ways I can handle this. I can work through it. Like you said, I could, I could persevere. Um, or yeah, I could just give up. I could throw a fit and then I just won't turn it in. I'll get a zero or whatever. I'll suffer those consequences. I'll have to do the work at recess or during free time or anything right. like that and that's why those social emotional learning skills are just yeah, so important exactly because it transfers like all aspects of how students engage in the classroom yeah exactly and i think that's like sometimes like when we talk about social emotional learning like people think like you know like there's there's certain curriculums that help with that but a lot of it what i'm learning with more like with more experience in the classroom a lot of it is kind of like like how like your godfather sounded like it's like in the moment type mm-hmm. of things like it's in the moment mm-hmm. Um, and like you talked about when we were talking like, you know, sometimes, yeah, you do have to shut down your whole lesson. You have to be, you have to be willing to take those pauses and say, okay, wait a minute. This is a, a teaching moment where I could teach these kids, you know, something better than, you know, sometimes better than the academic content. You know, I can oh, teach yeah. them, you know, life skills that they're going to need forever. That, you know? That's an important thing that I, I guess should be mentioned is that when, um, you know, th- uh, that, young girl in his class would have that sort of breakdown uh, he, he would he would stop all the quote unquote he would stop all the academic learning um, at that time right and he would shut down like if people were working on assignments he'd shut all that down and he would have everyone sort of participate in the discussion and you know what I, what I was talking to Malcolm earlier was that oh, I feel like some people would see that as and a lot of teachers don't do that yeah. because they feel like they you know as a teacher, I need to get through this lesson, this lesson, this lesson to meet X, Y, Z objective. And we have part coming up. Yeah. And, you know, how can I be taken away from my students learning this information to just to handle, like, this one issue with this one student? And, you know, my rebuttal, and Malcolm, you can say whether or not you agree or not, is that 
I think that you taking that moment to to have that classroom discussion, like that is valuable learning happening in that moment too. Like that's you're not taking away from anyone's educational experience, but you're actually adding this really integral aspect of learning is this yeah. this um, sort of way that we one interact with each other and two how we hold each other accountable in the classroom yeah. and, and, and hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an interesting thing too, like especially now like watching teachers like stress about testing and like making sure they get the scores. Um, it's so interesting to me because um, I have certain students in my classroom that I've seen that that are bright kids, you know, know the material, but when they start taking the big test, you know, that's so important for the teacher and for the school and stuff like that, they'll take the test and what they do is they rush through it. Mm -hmm. They just like press all the answers. They don't really pay, if they don't know anything, they just, if they don't know the, uh, the answer or understand the question, they just guess, keep going, don't really care. Um, and you know, and I've seen my uh, teachers get frustrated because they're like, yo, why are you just rushing through the test? Like, no, like, take your time, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, how you said, like, they haven't taken the time to teach kids how to take a test. Like I said, how to persevere, how to, you know, problem solve, how to uh, withstand a challenge, you know what I mean? So when they're confronted with these questions on the test, they don't know the answer, yeah, they kind of just shut down. It's mm -hmm. just like, all right, whatever, and just let me just keep clicking so I can get through this. Um but yeah, you have to think if we took more time to like, you know, in those lessons where, yeah, student gets frustrated. Yeah, let me stop everything. Now let me teach you how to problem solve. Let me teach you how to, you know, eliminate answers that you just know aren't right. You know, with the spelling, let me teach you how to use certain strategies to figure out what letters are in the word and everything like that. They would be so more so much more equipped to actually take a test. I think they would honestly do better because now. They can know the content, they can know the skills, but if they don't know how to like, persevere. You know, yeah, persevere those mental, like I said, those so, that emotional regulation, then it, it all goes out the window. You can only teach academics to a certain point where like, if you don't have certain life skills, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, and something else that I think is really important is that we focus a lot of this social and emotional learning aspect on the students yeah that they need to learn these skills because if they don't learn these skills then they're not going to be successful when a lot of times the teachers that are in the classroom don't have those the, skills yeah, either. exactly that's a big thing like, <laughs> yeah. just because you're an adult does not mean you know how to self-regulate either and, and 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 i think um you know malcolm and i have both seen teachers um, throughout our, our, our educational um, careers so far, I've seen teachers who have presented themselves in a manner that, you know, all this rigidness and all of this um, structure in the classroom is not necessarily for student benefit. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's for, for their own benefit. Yeah. It's because they have trouble sort of, you know, whether it be because of sensory overload or, um, you know, I, well, whatever whatever the reason, they have trouble handling um, the classroom when it isn't predictable. Yeah. Uh, and they rely on that predictability to be able to feel good or feel productive and positive in their job. Yeah. And we have to we have to really begin asking ourselves, you know, if the reason that I need um, uh, 
Ronnie and Aiden to sit down and raise their hand from their desk uh, to ask a question, is that really for them because it's going to help their learning or is it because I have to do it for myself? Yeah. Like, it, because, and if you really do need it for yourself, because I'm not saying that um, not being able to, you know, necessarily handle or needing to have some sort of like structure to your classroom that is necessarily a bad thing, but that I feel like there has to be uh, a, a little, little level of self awareness around um, a balance. Yeah. Of the, there has to be some sort of self discussion of am I just doing this because I'm trying to be um, controlling to exercise my power or you know. What other reasons or what other ways can I support my students and support my own self in the classroom that don't require this sort of uh, animosity, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how it sometimes usually manifests itself, is screaming and yelling at students because yeah. they're not doing what you're asking them to do, mm-hmm. right? So, Well, I've always thought it was one thing I've been actually thinking about, too, especially since, you know, we are we're graduate students and we're, like, you know, in the classroom. Um and, you know, certain days, like, when I'd be leading and stuff like that, I've always wondered, like, we I don't think there's enough education for teachers about, like, yeah, like you said, like, how to self-regulate for ourselves and, like, how to mm-hmm. manage our emotions and, like, manage people. Because, like, there's – I haven't been in any class yet that has talked about, yeah, what do you do when, yeah, when you teach and you're in front of 25 students? And there hasn't been any talk about – as a as an adult, as as an educator, yeah, how can I regulate myself to hand to properly handle twenty five different personalities? Um, and I think the example you you used of like you know making kids sit down and raise their hands is so critical because like for me the way I teach when I when I when I when I teach like I actually prefer for the students to come to me mm-hmm. and ask me the question rather than sit there and raise their hand and I have to like, you know, keep bouncing, you know, from student to student. Um, but it's funny because I've been told like, you know, like that's not proper or like that's not yeah. correct or like, you know, you need to have the students sitting down. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, like I don't understand because if I'm at the front of the classroom teaching and then I tell them, you know, I give them a task to do independently, um, and as I'm walking around or I'm monitoring and stuff like that, if a student comes to me and, you know, says, hey, Mr. Malcolm, I, this is what I need to know. I have this question. You know, I just answer the question, talk to them, boom, send them to the desk. You know, they go back and do their work. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't think teachers are actually, like, taught how to handle that. They're not taught, like, okay, like, here's some things that you can do. Or, like, we're not taught, like, you know, sometimes in the classroom I've had, I've had to catch myself. And like you said, like, Sometimes I just need to take a deep breath. Like, I'll be teaching, and yeah, it gets a little hectic, voices get a little loud, certain students do some, and it's like, rather than just start screaming at the top of my lungs for everybody to sit down and, you know, be quiet. That's toxic. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just got to kind of take a deep breath. Ooh. Boom. (laughs) You know, and then I start, you know, managing. It's, you know, hey, hey, guys, remember you're getting a little too loud. Let's settle down. Let's keep our voices up. Because one thing I've always, I don't understand, even as a student, when I was a student, I never understood the aspect of a teacher yelling for me to be quiet, but you're yelling at me. 
like you're being louder than me trying to get me to be quiet i feel like it would be so much more effective if the teacher will come to me and like actually like model you know how how they want me to act so the teacher came to me like hey you know you didn't look too loud you see how i'm talking to you keep it at this level oh yeah well, 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 well i would understand that you're, like you're saying that you do earlier um, um in terms of like whispering and then you yeah so what i do like i said it's the it's the modeling of like what the expected behavior is to be so like because kids pick up on on how you act I, as a teacher as an educator i think like one thing that we sometimes like um what's the word i want to say don't appreciate or like don't think about enough is like that they're literally looking at you and like gonna model your actions so like when i like when i lead and i'm teaching in a classroom like i start to if i especially if like if it's a morning where i kind of feel like okay like i really need some peace and quiet this morning i need to get some things together i tell the kids like i might turn the lights down low you know and starting from good morning like sometimes the kids come in and they yell good morning mr malcolm and i say hey, wait a minute wait a minute you see how i'm talking this is, this is how we're going to keep it this morning we're, we're going to talk like this so good morning to you but i need you to keep your voice on this level you see how i'm whispering to you and like they'll like perk up like, oh, 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 oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm like yeah just like that you know how i'm talking to you let's talk like this uh -huh. um because they pick up on everything and that's what i said i don't understand if you're yelling at me it kind of like makes me like feel like yelling is okay like yeah. you know like okay we're that's how i get you to listen to me yeah exactly um and so sometimes I think it's just the model. Like if you want kids to be on a whatever you use, level one, you know what I mean? Whisper voice. You have to model that for the students. You know, you can't say, you can't yell at them to be on level one saying, we need to be on level one. And it's <laughs> level like, zero. Yeah, it's like, level wait, zero. But you as my role model, you're not even doing that. So what makes you think that I'm going to do that? And I've like, I've literally watched that happen. Like I've watched teachers yell yell at the class to be quiet and then the kids just get louder because it's like wait you're yelling at them so they getting louder um so i think a lot of that has to be regulated like you said from the teacher and we talked about that in the last episode right like that self-care for a teacher is so important for that very reason you have to be able to regulate you have to be able to show your kids effective strategies of regulating like mm -hmm. so for some of my students like I have modeled the strategy of taking a deep breath. Like I will tell them like, like, yo, like you are frustrating me right now. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a deep breath. Take one with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take another one. Okay, now I'm ready. What's the problem? How can I help you? And you know, it's, it's, it's creating a communication. Um, but like you said, I think sometimes teachers are like scared, you know, they're a little worried you know, bringing themselves down to, you know, that childlike level. They want to assort, assert their authority. Um, you, you were telling me earlier, and this is why I use this word toxic, right? Mm -hmm. Is because of um, that young girl who was in your class whose stomach hurt. Oh, but yeah. she didn't even feel comfortable enough telling the teacher that her stomach hurt because she was so worried about getting told or yelled at that she couldn't go to the nurse. So she just sat there in pain. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it brings us back to the classroom culture. And like I said, the way of teaching kids how to communicate and like how to like handle the problems. But, you know, I've been in environments where like, yeah, teachers will, you know, a kid will say, you know, my stomach's hurting or, you know, I, I scratch myself or have a rash or something. My head hurts. Can I go to the nurse? And 
like you said, teachers are so worried about content and academics and having so much control that, you know, they'll yell at the student or lash out at, at the student, you know, why are you interrupting me? No, you don't need to go to the nurse. You need to sit down and learn. Um, you need to do your work. Um, and so, yeah, I was in a situation one time where a girl came, a student came into the classroom and her stomach was hurting. I guess, I don't know if she ate something or what it, what it was, but she was just sitting at her desk crying. And I was alerted by one of the other students, you know, she's crying. I don't know what's wrong with her. So I go ask her, you know, what's wrong? She's like, my stomach hurts. It hurts so bad. I'm like, what do you need? Like, do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need to throw up? What do you, like, do you want to go to the nurse? She's like, oh, can I go to, I, I don't know. And so, you know, I told her, you know, go ask, your, go ask the teacher. If you can go to the nurse, um, you know, they'll write you a pass. And, you know, she was just like, no. She was just like, I know they're not going to let me go. Like, I'm not going to be able to go to the nurse. So she just sat there in pain. Um, and what, what was funny about that is that she ended up getting in trouble for sitting there and crying and not saying anything, but still wasn't allowed to go to the nurse. Oh, my God. You <laughs> let that out. So it's like, just, what? That's so crazy. it's just like, it's just like, yeah, you like, there's certain environments, like you said, that are very toxic. And kids, like I said, kids pick up on it. So, yeah, kids are watching you. And, you know, they're watching, you know, they're picking up on like, oh, he, you know, that student asked to go to the nurse and they got chewed out. They got lashed out at. I ain't so, yeah, I'm not asking to go to the nurse. <laughs> you know, I'd rather just sit here in pain. You know what I mean? Um, but they pick, like I said, it's so important that teachers realize that your students are always watching you. They watch you when you talk to other students. They watch you when you talk to other teachers. They watch you when you're at your desk. They're picking up on your actions. You know what I mean? So it's just like you really have to incorporate that modeling. And it starts day one. Everything. Yeah, it starts day, day one. one. Like sometimes I think about like I've watched, you know, teachers' environments like your, your desk. If you have a messy desk, if you're unorganized as a teacher, you know, your students are going to pick up on that. Your students are going to have messy desks. They're going to be unorganized. They're not going to know where papers are. If you're always scrambling to find something, they're going to pick up on that because they're, you know, from you, they're thinking it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're not thinking as kids, you know, not all kids are thinking like, oh, I need to be better than that. They're thinking like, oh, no, my teacher sets the norm. You literally set the norm. And it, couldn't even, it doesn't even need to be as, like, active thinking as, oh, that's okay. It's just your messiness becomes normal like your messiness or your presentation becomes normal exactly so it, it just be in their head it's just normal mm -hmm. so it's not even like a, oh she's doing it it's okay for me to do it it just it just is yeah that's just like what they believe to be the norm or the like what is okay yeah acceptable no um yeah and uh like we were saying or like I, we were talking about earlier when it came to sort of like the community uh, accountability um, and you know, setting up these sort of modeling techniques in your classroom, making sure that uh, these classroom norms are set, it's, it's solidified the moment your student set, step into that room. Yeah. And that's why uh, Malcolm and I were talking, and we think, I would say two, three weeks of before when school very first starts, like it's no, no content whatsoever. Don't even worry about content. Worry about setting up that community of respect, that community of, of learning that you want to have represented in your classrooms, yeah. right? Because it's it's off the bat at the start of the year that, that those sort of skills are going to either 
um, be lost or they're going to be normalized. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 pivotal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and I think too, like one thing, like I like constantly think about is like creating a classroom culture of like communicate, like healthy communication. Like that's one thing I don't think I witness enough as through this experience of being a resident and you know visiting classrooms of like teachers and students like communicating like in the classrooms that I do witness witness it those are the best classrooms of like that just that simple communication like we're not going to yell at each other in here we're going to talk and we're going to explain things and we're going to say how we feel and use our voices and just talk to each other and that's really what I think it is like I think that starts from the first day like yeah like those two to three weeks like I anticipate like having a lot of conversations like mm -hmm. with the students like what like you know like okay you see how I'm talking to you now and then you know like said provide that model start yelling at them. you guys like like yell at him like did you like that no okay well guess what I don't like when you got I'm not gonna like if you yell at me either so guess what from day one we're gonna establish that yeah we don't need to yell at each other we can talk and use our voices um, and it to me it's like um, it's almost like a, a like a like a fear tactic almost I think with like the yelling like I like I really I even as a kid I never understood like why do you have to yell like yelling to me is like so unnecessary it shows a lack of control <laughs> yeah like it's, it's so unnecessary to me like even myself like when I catch myself yelling like I'm like okay wait that's unnecessary <laughs> like yeah. like you're acting out of character like you don't need to be yelling like you know like there's certain ways like I think that you can reel students back in um, you know, you can communicate with them, like, besides yelling hand signals, you know, cutting out the lights, having a bell, or, you know, an alarm you know, or something. You know, that's, that's what my mom does, what? is that when kids start to get a little crazy, you know, she doesn't yell at them, but she has a cowbell in her room. Yeah. And when, when they start to get crazy, she'll just go, she'll start ringing the cowbell yeah. in the <laughs> and, uh, and, and they hate it, and yeah. so they stop. Exactly. And she's like, and she's like you know. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad I didn't have to yell over you guys. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yelling is so unnecessary. Like, to me, it's a, and I think that's one of the most, to me, it's one of the most harmful things um, in the classroom culture. And it's so normalized, you know, like where it's kind of like as a teacher, you're kind of like expected to yell, I feel like. Um, and I feel like it's so harmful because I've seen it in the, you can see it in the eyes of the students. Like, the moment you yell at, at them, you've kind of like Lost. created the end. It's offset of balance where it's like they lose a little bit of trust in you. You know, they, they lose that, that sense respect. of, yeah, respect and, you know, comfortability. Um, and, yeah, so I think that's something, like you said, like those two to three weeks is very important. But then after that, right, it's about keeping it consistent. It's about not losing it because I've seen that too. I think, and you probably witnessed this too. Like you know, starting year with is great. Yeah, starting the year, it's amazing, right? It's everyone's it's great. Oh, yeah, speaking good. perfect level ones and level twos. Exactly. And, uh, so much respect, and then something happens. Yeah, it's like you know, you the teacher starts losing. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> the teacher starts getting out of control, getting unorganized, and it's just all downhill from there. And what I've seen too, you hit a certain point where you can't recover. Where like. Yeah, now you have to yell to get your students in control mm -hmm. because you've lost that classroom culture of respect. Um, and now students yell at each other. Like, I've witnessed that too. So, like I said, students pick up on how you communicate. So, if you communicate with students by yelling at them, the students communicate with each other by yelling at each mm -hmm. other. Um, and it's just a slippery slope. I, I, have, I have to say, I mean, 
Because I think you um, there's a certain level of, or there might be people out there who are thinking, man, you're totally right, guys. That's the, that's a perfect. That's something I would love to do in my classroom. Um, you know, in a perfect world, everything you're saying is 100% right. But man, I, I'm usually getting these kids after years of having of not getting that, of having of getting the model of yelling, of getting the model of screaming and uh, a lack of that sort of social emotional aspect and so one they're already behind in terms of that as that, that idea or that level of thinking that sort of self-reflection and that self-monitoring but then even after that let's say in my classroom i do set it up and i'm able to sort of get them back on track and get them thinking in, uh, in that mindset the moment they leave my classroom next year they're going to be in a classroom that isn't doing that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm going to send them to a teacher that is just going to undo all of my work. And so I think, well, one, I think everyone should do it anyways. Yeah. Right? Because I think that that's really important. I think that um, even if you feel like your work might be undone that the next year, it, it you're still allowing for there to be some sort of groundwork there. Right? It's not like, you know, the, the, the leaves may corrode down um you know you may get back to that uh bare earth but you know you you you, you laid the soil there yeah at, at, at the very least um but that's why i also think it's really important that as a school culture yeah, yeah. right i mean you set it up in the classroom from the first day but a school culture has to really back that mm-hmm. um and i'm not sure i've seen yet what that would look like uh my school I think there are some really great individual teachers that are able to do that. Yeah. As a whole collective, I'm not sure I've seen everyone sort of lead with that model. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not sure I've seen administrators or because it's not just the principal, right? Yeah. But all all the administrators, uh, all the people that don't necessarily deal with the kids on a regular day to day basis. Because and again, that probably requires teachers and 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 adults to do this work themselves, but. I mean, yelling, screaming, um, and they're with they're with the kids for maybe fifteen minutes out of the day. Yeah. Right. So that's that's one of the only few interactions with them, and it's screaming and yelling, right? And the, the my students don't always trust those. They know not to uh, mess around yeah. when those people are around because they don't want to experience that yelling from them. Um, but it's 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 again it's it's fear, not respect. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it shows them. That it gives them a, a, a terrible model of how they should be interacting with one another, right? Yeah. And so um, it, it, it can't, I think teachers should always do that. Teachers should always try and set those expectations, but it, it really does start with a collective school culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Well, it starts with the school culture, but then I think it also starts in the classroom where part of the message and when you teach the students, has to kind of be what's that quote from Michelle Obama like when they go low we go high mm. like you have to teach I think you have to kind of ingrain that in your students and let them know that like so I think especially towards like the end of the year like probably like around now like as you know the year is winding up preparing students to let them know like you know when you leave this classroom next year you know it might not be like this you know yeah. we've had an awesome year we've learned all these things you guys know how to communicate we've talked to each other all this let them know that next year might not be like this, but what they can do 
is that they can take those skills with them and let them know that next year, yeah, if you find yourself in a situation where, yeah, you're, the teacher's yelling at you and it's, it's, you know, a lot of, like, you know, anger and, like you said, frustration and fear, you can still self-regulate. Um, and even teaching that in your day-to-day -day interactions because there's going to be moments, like I said, it's about finding those teacher moments, but there's going to be moments where even, you know, you as the teacher aren't going to model that. Like I said, yeah. you're going you're gonna to find yourself in a situation where, yeah, you probably will end up yelling at the students and stuff like that. But then it's about, I think, what you do Only after that. Yeah, owning up to it. Yeah, exactly. Saying, okay, wait a minute, guys. You realize, you know, even if it takes you the next day, you know, like, you know, you might have one bad day and you come in the next day. And, you know, starting off your morning meeting, you could be like, hey, guys, I understand, you know, I broke one of our classroom rules. I was yelling at you guys yesterday afternoon. Um, and even think, I think what would be so powerful is like asking students, you know, how did that make you feel? You know, what were you thinking? And they might tell you, they might be like, you know, honestly, I, you know, I felt like, you know, you told us that you, you know, you weren't going to yell and stuff and then you end up yelling at us. So they might be like, you know, now I feel like I can yell or they might tell you straight up, you know, I don't, I don't trust feel you, comfortable. Don't trust yeah, exactly. Um, but that's such a powerful learning experience where you could, you know, yeah, own up to it. That transparency, yeah, that exactly. Is like so important. And teach them, you know, about, yeah, reflection and how like, okay, I understand, but you know, I took some time and I reflected and I realized that I don't need to do that. Um, and it, you know, it's a hard thing to do, and I think a lot of it is theoretical, of course, and it has to be implemented into practice. But I think one of the goals, like you said, when students leave your classroom, you want them to be able to take that stuff with them yeah. and be able to implement it. So yeah, if they're in a situation, like I said, they have a, a teacher that's yelling at them, cool. They at least it's, you want the students to be able to keep their cool and be able to realize, okay, that just because that teacher's yelling at me doesn't make it right, you know, I don't need to, you know, react and start, you know, going, battling with the teacher, you know, I can take the lessons I learned of my own self-regulation and just keep doing my work, keep doing what I got to do, you know, for the school year, making sure I get everything I need to get done. Yeah. Um, and the classroom culture thing, because it is so hard, but you're never going to be able to control everybody in the school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, so unless, you know. Um, that's big facts. And that's just one of the hard things. But I even think one thing I do want to, um, you know, probably like in future episodes and when we have guests um, talk about more is like I was telling you the theory of leaping with your students. Um, and I know that's something we talk about, but I, I'm really interested in that model of like, I'm really even thinking, especially since, um, you know, I want to be early childhood and I've been with the babies of like taking them from, you know, preschool to fifth grade. You know, I, I'm interested in I want oh, yeah, what yeah. that you looks like that. and, yeah. you know, how that would work where you have your students, you have your classroom, and you're able to really grow with them throughout the years. I think that would be a powerful experience. Like I said, especially if, yeah, you're working on all these things. Yeah, you don't necessarily just want to give that up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've seen some preschoolers that are starting off so great. Like, they're great. You know, they know how to use the words. They know how to communicate. They know how to say... I don't like when you do that and apologize and all these other things. But yeah, what's going to happen next year when they don't get that? You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's an interesting teacher model of like, yeah, taking the kids year by year so they can keep growing and keep learning. Because yeah, it takes time for that stuff to kind of like internalize 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think that was, yeah, that was a tough five years having to learn material. Yeah, like, exactly. But I mean, after you did one time, then every time after that, it would just get. Yeah, easier. exactly. I mean, it'd be easier. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a typical one. Um. Well, guys, another episode down in the books. Um. I guess this is the time where we plug our social medias. Check out talkingtomyself.org. Uh, we're working. Um, you know, try and get these episodes out to you consistently. And uh, again, make sure that you're reaching out to us using our website. You know, send us messages about things that you like, things that you maybe have more questions about, or you're wondering, you want to have more information about, maybe have another episode. Um, and yeah, uh, keep up that communication because it's, it's one of the things that makes our podcast and makes, I think, this conversation. Um, a really strong, really powerful. One. Yeah, you know, exactly. a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people have come up and had conversations with with uh, Malcolm and I. I think outside of um, those those models, uh, outside of sending us messages on um, uh, through our email and things like that. But I, I think uh, at some point, if we got some some more emails, it'd be super cool to go to make like read out some of the questions. Oh yeah, or to true, you know true. read out some of the comments. Um, and really take y'all's voices and put it into the podcast. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, check us out. Um, continue uh, looking for our episodes to be coming out every two weeks. So I think our next one should be not this week, but the week after coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate Always, it. yeah. Reach out. Give us feedback. Check us out. Talking to myself.org. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. And talk to you guys next time. Peace.